Some of you, I know you're already late for work. So, come on, get rolling. It's Monday and you got to do it. Uh, what a day, what a day. A lot of stuff to talk about. It's been a crazy weekend. First of all, uh, the Oscars. <laughs> you know, all the talk. Uh, was they not too exciting? Oh, I'm not crashing. I'm not crashing and burning on the man. I'm going all respect to when they got a movement. I'm just going to wait for your... You're set up and leave and I'll take it from there. <laughs> well, you know, and then the, then the ongoing news that is the Black Panther movie, the cultural phenomenon that we're loving here. It's hard to be a black American and not and be enjoying this. Right. Even though, of course, the president now is concerned that Wakanda may be outperforming us. <laughs> Who? <laughs> the president. Who's outperforming? Wakanda. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one, man. That's a nice one. Uh, hey, check this out. So, Alexa, give me an Oscars movie quiz. Welcome to Best Picture Oscars Trivia, the fun game that tests your movie knowledge. I will give you a year and name four movies. You must choose which movie won Best Picture Oscar that year. Please just say the number of the answer. We play five rounds. Ready? Action. Question 1. What film won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2015? 1. The Revenant. 2. Spotlight. 3. Mad Max Fury Road. 4. Bridge of Spies. <laughs> Question 1. What film won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2015? 1. The Revenant. 2. Spotlight. 3. Mad Max Fury Road. Four. Bridge of Spies. Two. One. That answer is wrong. The correct answer is Spotlight. Your score is zero. <laughs> Question two. What right. film won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2013? One. Gravity. Two. The Wolf of Wall Street. Three. Twelve Years a Slave. Four. Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, this, that's too easy, Mario. That's three. Your answer must be a number between one and four. Three. Three. That answer is correct. Your score is one. Question three. Bravo. What film won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2002? One. The Pianist. Two. Gangs of New York. Three. The Lord of the Rings. The Two Towers. Four. Chicago. I was sleeping with your answer must be a number between one and four. 
Well, two. Your answer must be a number between one and two. Two. No, no. Two. That answer is wrong. The correct answer is Chicago. Your score is one. Who the hell remembers 2002? What film won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2001? One, A Beautiful Mind. Two, In the Bedroom. Three, Moulin Rouge. Four, Gosford Park. One. That answer is correct. Your score is two. Question five. What film won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2014? One, American Sniper. Two, Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Three, The Theory of Everything. Four, The Grand Budapest Hotel. That's the easy one. Four. Nope. That answer is wrong. The correct answer is Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. You got two out of five questions correct. Thank you for playing. For a greater movie trivia challenge, enable the Ultimate Oscars movie trivia skill and then say, Alexa, start Ultimate Oscars movie trivia. Artificial intelligence, we lost Facebook. Artificial intelligence, thank you, that's Alexa helping us with, you know, the morning stuff. So I guess that helps, that shows you how much we know about the Oscars, so not that much, but we are celebrating the Black Panther. Okay, so last night there's a, a blast that came out that said 500 million, Vic. You mean far as domestic? Yes. Oh, it's way beyond that, man. They said last night it was, that's why I was wondering, last yeah. night the blast said 500 million. Yeah, you, know, you have to check the numbers again, which, what they're reporting. Uh, for those numbers, because I know they always have these conditions to it, but um, man, it was okay. So, was Black Panther, you talking about global or just domestic? Domestic, oh, okay. Attendance, what am I all caps? Okay, blah 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 blah, 200, yeah, so because last night it came out, let me see, with 500 million. To Look at the date that they're reporting on. What date is the link? Okay, let's pass 24 hours. Panther is, a, is box office king for third straight week. Oh, no. Wow. I told you it's way beyond. Okay, so check this one out, you guys. It's over seven. 900 million. Right, right. This is 22 hours ago. Right. The Pack Panther is now grossed. Oh, here's what it is. It's grossed three hundred and ninety-six million international, right? Combined with a new five hundred and one million domestic total, right? That's what it was yeah. before we were given the total. Right. For now, has a combined gross of eight hundred and ninety-seven point seven million. Give it up for Black Panther. There you go. Wow, that's the latest. Man. Gotta give it up. Black Panther, I'm impressed. That's a lot of money. Of course, I feel I haven't seen it. Now, it's so funny, I was a Black no, no, no. Panther fan. You know, I knew all the stuff from the original Marvel days because I, I was a preteen at the time. When the Black Panther first emerged, I was a preteen. Yeah. Well, you could... So I've been a fan since then. But, you know. Prove uh, it. 
You remember going? Can't get that into the movie, man. Everything keeps coming. You know, it just works. It's three blocks away, man. You, gotta get you haven't seen it. I tell everybody I haven't seen it. I, I literally, just told everybody I, I haven't seen I it. I literally, but see, I don't. He's got I, different reasons right. for having seen I'm it. I'm not bragging but about it. He hasn't it. seen it. I'm not bragging about it because I'm going. How you We're gonna brag about go it? see it? Maybe today, November. Thank you, Meredith Beal, uh, Lasting Value, our connection, who's been, you know, a bunch of good stuff coming. You know, Pac Stereo is actively exploring our connections with the motherland, the continent of Africa, trying to bring you some African content, but it's, which is so diverse. Such a, it's a continent, of course, such a huge, diverse place. Uh, but at least initially, Meredith, our buddy, and he brought us shirts. So this is the shirt he brought me in his recent trip to Gambia. Oh, cool. But he, he, he's, he's working with connecting us with some of the Gambians over there, along with the stuff that's going on in both Kenya and Uganda. Oh, good. So we got Kenya, Uganda, Gambia that we're working on. I want to thank uh, Odo Drama, our, our brother from another mother out there who's doing a lot of this. But they're franchising and enterprising. And so we, we're working on it. Yeah. We yeah. are working on it. I wanted to give that shout out to them because... He just got back again. You know, Meredith Beal, Lasting Value, travels back and forth from the continent more than I could ever tolerate. You know, it's like 20-some hours of travel. Yeah, he's serious. And he just goes back and forth, blah, blah, blah. You know, can't hey. bring no weed. <laughs> it's coming. Lord, okay. And today's topics, uh, for at least for, let me tell you about the news. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump, of course, uh, crisis moment, circle the wagons, and people need to beware. That's what I'm be talking about, the dangers that an enraged Trump presents to the world. So that'll be the news section today. And marijuana for dummies, I'm continuing on cannabis and dating. It is not what you probably think it is. And we'll talk about some of the issues that people have with dating and some of the differences between the sexes. Some early studies are starting to roll in that show some differences in the preferences between men and women, no doubt. What about you, Vic, for the new, for the new, new sports and the hot picks? Oh, it's an easy one, man. Uh, num- number one for the sports, man. For L.A., we have to get happy when, when all of a sudden we get a win streak. So um, loving what the Lakers are doing. Came off what they call a, a five-game win, win streak. And four was on the road, and that hasn't happened for them since 2009. So we're talking about almost a decade. So what does that mean? And we're going to try to determine, can they play 500 ball? And if so, what does that mean if they do? Also, if so my you, predictions were not too far off. You were the hater on no, the Lakers. You know what? Ask me how many I games. Was a no, no, no. We we did this. We said how many games would they win? Oh, was well, so you like know, that? You always go with this. How many? I don't even know how many games they play. How the hell do I know how many games they win? I just said. Who the hell knows? I just like that? hey, look when it you comes fans. when we come up. I did my projection, and I'm holding to it that they'll win X amount of Whatever games. Whatever X, X. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hey, also, um, for those of you who are following the Rockets, they're streaking. You could take that any way. You could take that any way. I saw that phenomenon back in the day. That was the 70s. You could take it any way you want with it. Can't be mad. Also, the NFL Combine, somebody, they don't overachieve. They're just uh, on another level and breaking records. We're going to discuss that. And sprinters are not necessarily dominated 
by USA and not necessarily Jamaica. We'll talk about that. Hot Picks got to follow it up because 2018 new March and unreleased MBA shoes. And who do we think is the number one out of the group? Gonna follow this up because this is a whole community itself. I could do this segment for the next month, man. It's just, it, it runs like that. So give you something like that. See if you like the shoes. Well, that's what it looks like today. We're trying to pull back in the Facebook people. So you know what to do. If you get disconnected, try the other outlets. We have so many of them. Hey, right now, 4,707 members at Pack Stereo TV. I want to thank you guys. Give yourself a applause. 4,700 members. we got members. Real members. But, but. Real members. I think we're getting Facebook back now. Yeah, we're getting Facebook back. Real members. Hey, the latest slideshow animation. We'll be right back to get into some news. Since I spoke to you 
Size Out of Body Heat. Hot Picks of the Week Slideshow. And our picks, and they're hot. <laughs> Welcome back to Facebook, you know, folks. You know, sometimes we get problems, uh, technical issues. It, well, they, it comes up all the time. I mean, see what I'm See? So we have technical problems some of the time. There's two people running this shit. Don't be Jeez. mad. Don't be mad. Okay, but so we have technical problems some of the time. And sometimes Facebook, you know, Facebook is actually one of the more twitchy ones with this app. We're that, working on it. Is but that a pawn? a bunch of stuff. So, that, so Facebook does drop off sometimes. When it does, we will restart it. As, you know, sometimes it takes a minute to restart, but I want to say we were able to restart it. We are reconnected to Facebook. I have a sponsor that said, what? <laughs> Which sponsor was that? The one you were wearing the shirt. <laughs> oh. We have a couple of new sponsors. We got Whole Cake. See, I knew you were going. We got Whole Cakes. They're wonderful Whole Cakes. You know, that's Logan. Hoes got E2. <laughs> so we got Whole Cakes coming up. And then I have my own uh, brand of tampons. Oh, here. He's coming out, has my wonderful face on the cover. See, he was doing good for a year. Uptight, out of sight, and in the groove. Okay. Okay. <laughs> see, I was using the pun because uh, he said what? Twitch. I see. You you use Facebook to lead into the, you know, kind of twitchy. And I'm going, is that's related to that new app. Oh, I didn't get it. It's, I man, guess it, I'm man, sorry. You, you got to I'm stay sorry. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! No, no, no! I'm no. sorry. Oh, that's your joke. I, thought, I missed what, it. I thought you was doing it. <laughs> I tell you, it's all right, man. That kind of that, that kind of day. Well, anyway, thank you. Welcome back, Facebook. Welcome back. And now it's time. Are you ready? It's time for the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. Well, Facebook friends and Twitch folks and all other folks, Twitter, Periscope, everybody, the president is on the run. It's a little bit, it's changing. You know, we had predicted things would jump off. They did jump off. And they've been building. If those of you who are unfamiliar with my predictions, go watch Pac Stereo's broadcast from 522 of last year where I made these my predictions, people have been reaching out to me and letting me know, you know, that uh, so far I'm the, I'm the most on of anyone. I had the best predictions, the most predictions, the most accurate predictions of everyone. And so it's continuing. The president's on the run. Jared's lost his security clearance. I predicted he would go to jail. The question is, should Jared and Ivanka go back to New York? Hope Hicks is leaving best-looking thing in the White House. Now the now the cutest girl in the White House is Jared Kushner. Oh, I, I, I thought it was I thought it was Kellyanne. <laughs> no, 
Gee, well, it's Kellyanne and Jared are competing for the cutest girl. <laughs> you go, you're wrong, man. You're wrong. <laughs> they, get, they got family. Can man. you imagine Jared in prison? Okay. I mean, fact, even when it comes to him and Ivanka. I'm not wishing that on him. She probably breaks out the strap on him. Anyway. <laughs> See? There you go. <laughs> Marl starting stuff. Jokes, jokes, jokes. But the point is that the president is, you know, here's the part I don't like, you guys. Two points. You got to be scared when the president, he's not a stable person. So he's capable of doing crazy things, just like his recent weekend tariff moves. He is likely to get in a war just to prove a point. He has no philosophical Points of view on anything. That's why he he talks out of the side of his mouth all the time. You know, because he doesn't have a position. So the problem is now he's more alone. I kind of don't want that. Okay? In other words, he's stuck up there with Kelly. He's still got Kellyanne. You know, uh, he's got that other uh, Stephen uh, Miller, that other nut. So, you know. He's, he's, he's increasingly isolated, sitting up by himself in his own bed with his woman down the hall or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, eating McDonald's. He's isolated. And the problem that I'm, I'm concerned about is that as much as some of you might be enjoying this, this is the part that most scares me. See, the time between... It coming to a real head and the actual impeachment. In that time when it's building to a head and the actual impeachment, now we have a president who's under fire all around. And it hasn't really jumped off like that, and it's already fairly tense. So in the minute when Mueller unveils, because I told you, part of my prediction was that the president would break so many laws... <laughs> Remember, my quote was an orgy of evidence. I predicted an orgy of evidence. I predicted that the president would continue violating laws, breaking laws, all the way up to the time he was impeached. While he was being impeached, damn near, he would still be breaking laws. So I've told you that there's going to be a ridiculous number of charges brought. Do not be surprised if you hear 60, 70 instances. Absolute ridiculous numbers. So when that hits, that's why Mueller, you notice he's been quiet, not a peep. You know, when it comes to Mueller, you can hear a rat piss on cotton. <laughs> Trump, Trump has an ally. He has uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Oh, yeah, he's going down too, old BB. The other BB, that's good. he's going down. You see, I'm saying, man. So this, it's going down. The president increasingly isolated, and again, this is the part I was most afraid of, because this is where he could get irrational. He, we got to get him out of office, and that takes a certain amount of time. It could take longer. Uh, but with this tariff thing, which messes with all of their money, <laughs> see, he's not a real Republican. He's not a real anything. He has no philosophies that are political. He could care less. You know, about anybody. That's why when people say, is he racist? I say, well, see, people say, yeah, I go, yes, but 
He also doesn't like anybody, so he's everything. He's racist, sexist. He hates everybody. Even though he gave Norway a compliment, give him a second. He'll he'll insult them. <laughs> he hates everybody. So, you know, that's the only reason why I said he's an equal opportunity, bigot, racist, idiot, misogynist, all of those things. Hmm. So, I want you to beware. We're heading into a Trump crisis moment. I hope he's not as unstable. There's a question of the stability that we all don't know, and that is really scary. Most of us don't think it, but he's already proven that he would do stuff that none of us would have thought already. And so that's why it's really scary. It's scary because the president is capable of irrational activity, and that's what we're afraid of. So keep an eye out. Now, let me tell you something else, and I will say this again to remind you of another point that I made last year. The president has a hardcore base, 32, 36%, whatever. It's a hardcore base. In that base, the issues that they have had are real legitimate issues. Okay? I'm not dealing with the guns on this. I'm talking about the economic issues, issues about how the country's run in terms of those economics. The Democrats haven't capitalized on Trump at all. <laughs> you would think they, they, everybody, no. So they have a bunch of people in limbo. The Democrats are not appealing to anybody. They haven't been able to capitalize on this at all because their only competence and the only thing they have is we're not Trump. That's <laughs> all they they have. So, so moving forward, there's a leadership gap that's coming from the Democrats and is also, you know, of course, supported intensely by the Republicans, who now, besides just being the party of bigotry, are the ass-kissers of Trump to a degree that is obviously unsettling to most people. But anyway, this would be a not, this would not be a time as we start to have these, what we consider to be small victories against the president, this would not be a time to wave this in people's face. Like I said before, we need to have something. This would be a time to really galvanize folks pull coalitions together by attempting to actually do something for that base. I know people say, what? what? Listen, it's because this is my age speaking. Because I want to move forward. To actually move forward, you actually have to do different things. Say we get things, the president's impeached, you still have all these people out there that are outraged, more outraged now. Same problems are existing, and you have a lack of leadership to apply to those same problems. In other words, the problems that led to Donald Trump occurred under Bush, occurred under Obama, too. There were conditions that led to the emergence of this force. And we have yet to do anything to address those issues. So if you think that we can like get Trump out and then go back to the ways we used to be, and do nothing. All we're going to be going back is to another round of political infighting. The problem is you don't have leadership to move forward. 
Because if you did, they would already be having something to say, you know, about the president and moving forward. And, be, and they would be thinking, too, about how to bring us together. That's the problem. And I'm a leftist. You can't, it's, but let me just tell you, there's no winning these kinds of battles, you guys. It's like fighting with your loved ones. It's like fighting with your old lady. If you think you won, it ain't over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's the bottom line. So if, this, so if we win and we get Trump out of office, it ain't over. And not only that, we go back to what we had before, which involves a, a, a Democratic Party, just as fractured, or, well, almost as fractured as the GOP. That's where we'll be going back to the good old days. Right now, even once we solve this crisis, it throws us back into a world of crisis. So, this would be the time to think about doing something, really doing something, helping those areas. In terms, and I said it before, helping the co-workers. And we ought to look across the country and the places that are the worst economically, they should pay no tax. And we should fund programs. We should invest in people, invest in that infrastructure, even though so you can't really talk about cutting back on defense. But you do, need, you do need to shift monies, specifically from military to civil programming, specifically. I just said heresy. So there we are. Beware. We're heading into a crisis moment and the president is circling the wagons. Ladies and gentlemen, the good news. Bad news. The other shit. Love. The Coming back. We're going to have marijuana for dummies. Cannabis and dating coming up next. Enjoy. I think I have a little bit more coffee. Shining a light. Shedding a glow. Feeling your soul. From love arises a boom. Sending the world a message in a bottle. There is more to show. It's a love grows in kids into full bottle. The fused unit produces a message that becomes a more powerful home. He's more powerful than a love in full. We go here. We go there. We go where.
track because it's part of the Creative Commons movement. The movement where artists are making their music available to you and your friends for free. You can pass it around legally and they're retaining their rights for commercial use. It's their way of expanding their brand and getting the music out there to you. Paxter is a proud supporter. In fact, we moved a bunch of our own catalog into the Creative Commons arena. So go and check it out. But you can go and get that song. Where do we go? Featuring Melody, Romancito, and Silk Words. I love that track. It's bad. All right. You guys ready to talk about some weed? No. <laughs> All depends, man. Times are changing. Something stays the same. 
Demographics. It's that a bunch of our viewers are actually not marijuana users, even though they embrace the legalization of marijuana. They themselves are not using. That's the majority of our viewers. That's one of the things that we do here at Pack Stereo TV and at Marijuana for Dummies. We are actively resisting the miseducation of marijuana. And so we've got some data to talk about because. The topic of the day is cannabis and dating culture. Take a look. People are talking about it, you know. And I didn't, personally, because I'm not running the dating world like I used to. (laughs) I was a little unaware of some of this stuff. But, you know, marijuana has caused, leads to some additional pressures in the dating world additional pressures. And that's because it's, well, specifically, men and women have different attitudes about using it on dates and what it represents. I brought out in the last week's episode some of the topics that were being discussed on the sites involved some of the upperly mobile professional women not really sure if they wanted to engage in marijuana's in the early dating time because they think it leads to some presumptions on the part of men. And I said, well, how about drinking? But, you know, it's interesting. Marijuana and alcohol, no matter what we say, are still not viewed in specifically the same ways, especially amongst different groups. You know, so typically I think because one thing about drinking you can play the game that you're drinking to enjoy the taste, the wonderful libations. You don't have to actually be drinking to get high. When you smoke weed, you are literally smoking, for the most part, to get high. Okay, can I get a distinction to help me? Yeah, y'all need to yeah, yeah, yes, yes, you can. Because, because you part it. What... Is more, I'm not saying that I agree with that. Oh, either. no, no, no. I, see, I, this is just me understanding. If you walked around a group of people and you were talking, and they were secondary in the conversation, and one person, the, one person was talking to the other and says, man, I just got drunk and wasted. And the other person said, well, I just got hot. Which one do you think they say, hmm, which one sounds more in control, sounds more acceptable? Well, that's a wonderful point, and I agree with you. Even though I think it's more the issue of this. If you're a young professional woman going out on a first or second date, do you smoke weed with the young man? Or whatever, whoever you're going out with. Right. I mean, so because that's the question. 
Even though I'm with you because obviously people drink in today's world. Right. And they do that to quote unquote loosen themselves up. Which to me implies that they're trying to what? Relax their inhibitions? Yeah. To what goals? Yeah. And isn't marijuana the same as that? Yeah. So I, I, tell them about this, 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 what we're seeing right here. Oh, okay. Um, okay, for right now, what I'm doing, I guess you see me. That's my live.me fam. That's a whole different group. I got them plugged in on um, uh, through, um, just say, our integration of our apps. I won't even get into all that. And this we're joining. Yeah, this is a new thing we've right. And so we're, I'm getting involved in displaying exactly the conversation. So right today, I'm using live.me. And I'll switch over and say, let me go use Facebook. Now, that's Facebook. And so I'll switch off and say maybe uh, next show I'll do Big O Live or Periscope. Um, I'm testing the iPad. iPad does not give you the display, unfortunately. Um, and it may be on my, I'll check to make sure of my settings. But it's the only thing that I haven't been able to get to display. But right now, we're just sharing the chat. The people who are talking, you get, they get to see your display. So if you're talking, smack to me. And then they get to help us talk about weed. <laughs> right, right. Let me share a few some of the observations that are starting to come out. And let me tell you, my own biases with this stuff is that it's new. Therefore, these studies need to be redone, recreated, compared to results, that whole thing, okay? But at least some of the trends. Okay. The majority of cannabis business owners are male, but the number of women-owned businesses is quickly growing, okay? Females are one of the fastest growing demographics when it comes to cannabis acceptance, okay? Right. uh, The authors are saying that the woman's support is more rooted deeply in social matters than actually consumerism. In other words, they are supporting the legality, not so much Getting high. <laughs> Got it. Makes you sense. You know they're supporting that. Okay. Right. In other words, they want, to quote them, they want legal weed and they want to end the war on drugs. Okay? Right. 73% of women and 72% of women, men, excuse me, favored legalizing adult use cannabis. When it comes to purchasing, however, men were more confident in their intentions. Where women were more likely to be considering purchases. Okay. All right. Uh, what's interesting is that some of these studies, again, it needs to be reproduced. When it came to whether inner city or suburban women, and they tallied them, okay? Right. And uh, this is because... They called anybody living outside urban areas as ex-urban. <laughs> so wow. no way they did this. Oh, yeah, I got it, you, man. Because, but, but basically, they're not. So they're doing it by where you live, indirectly trying to do race. See, they don't want. They usually don't have enough guts to come out and say race, but they'll do inner city. You're, out. Try, you're trying to say they're being politically correct, right? Well, okay. So or something. All right. So anyway, that when they said that, it's interesting. Women in the urban areas were less likely to support purchasing legal marijuana. Hmm. In other words, when I looked at the females within the city, they were less likely to embrace dispensaries 
the suburban females were more likely, way different numbers, to support dispensaries for whatever reason. That, okay. Okay. Okay, I got you. All right. Uh, men are interested in cannabis products and cannabis products that enhance sex, whereas the women were looking primarily at other edibles, including baked goods, skin care products, okay. and oils. Okay. All right. Now, you know what, let me just say this. The thing is that this is changing. This oh, yeah. is changing. And the other thing is that these are early studies, you guys. They need to be reproduced. You know, that's the thing. You can't hang your hat on these things. You can just say, well, here's a study. In medicine, we're used to this. Right. I can just tell you there are going to be differences in the use of marijuana between men and females. And here's the thing. I can understand what the women are saying. The upperly mobile, mobile women have an issue with the interpretation of being a stoner. Okay? That's what it was. about. They would they. They want to use the marijuana, but they don't want to be seen as a stoner. And they don't like guys that come off as stoners. No, I understand. I understand. I see what so they're doing. Trying to, so they want to smoke weed, but do it and maintain their, right. their air of professionalism. I understand, even though I think that's a product of our time. Because right now, like, we, like you said, Vic, if people are out at a bar drinking, mm-hmm. and at some point in time you're going to be able to do both. Absolutely. Not right now. Even in the Netherlands, right? In the in the coffee shops, there's no alcohol. Right. It's just weed and coffee. Mm-hmm. But one day you're going to have a situation where you have marijuana and alcohol. Yeah. And whatever available, and you're going to get to see what people choose. So people are going to be sitting around in the club, right? Smoking a joint or having a drink. And all of our societal mores and stuff. Are going to be tested and changing. I would love to see a st- somebody say, "We're going to do a trial. Don't tell anybody. We're just going to pick five locations, and all you're going to do is engage in your edibles or vapor, and no smell, no scent, or anything, and just see how the community interacts with you, and see if it's determined that there's a different reaction. At the same time." Put it around those who drink and then compare the visuals and just say, do you see a distinction between the two and what does that mean? Oh, I know there's going to, you you hit the nail on the head and I know that. Let me just say that Vic, the phenomena of the dispensary, which you could, excuse me, the coffee shops in Amsterdam. Right. That you could go into as a non-smoker just to have, right. you know, some uh, mint tea and cookies and stuff, right? Right. But that's what was so unique about the coffee shops in Amsterdam. There was right. no cigarette smoking. Right. There's no alcohol. I it's like a health food store that has weed. It's like <laughs> Simply Wholesome right. that sells weed. <laughs> Which is really, to me, I don't know. That's, that's the I'm best saying. I can say. It's like a, a health food store that happens to sell weed and have weed in there. Yeah. And they're treating like the weed like it's natural, but don't you dare light up a cigarette because they have the same reaction like all the health food people have when you light up a cigarette. So don't light up a cigarette in there. Right. I agree. Okay. But again, changing consciousness. So dating is changing. I don't know what to tell you. If you are a young professional and you're going out on dates, do you engage in cannabis? Well, I think you have to use good judgment. 
Same way you have to do with drinking and how much you drink. Right. How much you do with any of those things. It just it gives another thing for you to worry about. Right. Or to do in very, you know, controlled moderation. Absolutely. When it comes to dating. My bong or yours, hmm. cannabis and dating. It's not all clouds of smoke and deep conversation. Interesting. Wow. to get a musical break. Love Shadow featuring Snowflake. This song's entitled Too Young. Coming up next, Sports.
Yeah, Snowflake. Love Shadow, too young. Hey, one of the things we were talking about just a minute ago was the recent improvements. What, okay, in a nutshell, a bunch of the phone improvements allow us to output from the phones an HDMI or and sometimes with other software just to capture the desktop of the phone directly and add that to our broadcast. So what Vic is, what we've done is Vic is able to add to the broadcast some of his communities. Right. And see, this is this. there's Chester. He's talking to you, man. What's happening, Chester? See, that's his Facebook. Right. With the overlays. And even, the, by the way, the, the other software that we're coming with, Vic, has a direct Facebook overlay connection and YouTube. Okay. So w- this is what we've been working on. Adding that to the broadcast. Adding phones. Take a look. See all that? Right. It's just switching between communities, getting the love, you know, throwing it up a little bit. Yeah. And just adopting. Um, but, I mean, hey, you have to have the, all these multiple. See, the thing is the having all those multiple devices, which they say keep your old devices. <laughs> keep them both. Keep keep, yeah, you got to have, in other words, keep, we said this, keep your old phones. Right. I mean, at least if you're going to do some of this, because right, I had six phones hooked up yesterday. Only right. one of them actually makes calls. Right. Five of the phones are older phones, and I even bought a one or two, or a couple of extra phones. Right. Older phones. They're not even connected to make calls. They're only used for the Internet. Right. And so uh, that allows us to do that stuff. You can't show them your setup. Huh? We don't have a camera shot of you. Yeah, you give up a camera because the shot that you were going. Well, there's a the, you, the camera that we was don't going have to that show it, one. Yeah. right? Because you you limited to so outputs. Yeah, that's the trade off. That's the thing we're working on. Right. With, well, we have a lot already. Hey, I'm gonna do this real quick, Chester. Just want to let you know, man. I I don't know if you got my message, but I want to thank you for the, the shirt, although it's representing Houston. I wore it on the air. So I just let you know I did, you know, wear it. Chester, I wore it on the air. Sent you the message, man. Just want to say appreciate that. Love to sit back and have somebody sprinkled over the L.A. Dodgers. I'm not wearing that shirt just because I'm not going to be having all my Dodgers fan going like WTF. Hey, but I appreciate the gift. We do, Chester. In fact, (laughs) hey, Chester, why don't you send us your uh, address on the email? Something so we can send you maybe a little something. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Y'all ready for some sports? Maybe. Here we go. Victor Avalon's New New Sports, a unique fan base of U.S. sports, written and directed by the bald-headed black man. Rub his head and make a wish. The ladies have nicknamed him Sexual Chocolate. Victor Allen brings you sports. Dress appropriately. Sports bras and jock straps. Remember to leave your own lotion and cream. Fight that jock itch. It's time for sports football. Sports. Yes! Yes! Cool. Cool. Let me ask you something, Mario. It's just more technical. Will you be doing the... Yeah, there, that's what I was figuring. Which window you was going to use for the sports display so that they won't be seeing my... I can't use that particular window for the views because I have to switch out of that to show the desktop display. So I just want to figure out which one you're going to I'm use. I'm not doing anything different. Yeah, got you. It's the same. Same as thing. Me. Got it. All right, you guys. Hey, let me let you know right offhand, before I even start, I've got to give a congratulation when people make history and they are b- bigger and better than 
dribbling a basketball. I want to give up to uh, Oscar for Kobe Bryant, the first NBA player to win an Oscar for Best Short Film Animation, Dear Basketball, six minutes long, which tells you a film is a film. That's all that matters. So he actually goes out, crosses the line from one medium to the other, and probably people have to realize how sharp this man's mind is. And so I love the idea that he took that moment to sit back and and address uh, where the motivation came from, his daughter. So unless you know the daughter's already prime and prepped, dude, to sit back and say, uh, excuse me, Daddy, you you taught us to go after our dreams, so step up. You're all right. Deliver. So I want to give up to him all the shouts, man. He set a standard right now. Uh, let me just say this. He, ha- he will be, this is my prediction. I may be totally wrong. You remember when the tennis shoes or the shoes came out and ones? Something's going to happen here where he's going to develop a shoe going like, okay, championships and one. And the Oscar is going to be tied into that because nobody else got that because, one. Because does he have like 40? How many, how many pairs of Kobe shoes are there in existence? You have to see the rest of everybody are else. Are there a ton of it's, those it, in existence? Look, his right now, his when we did last week, his is a, are the most popular pair uh, against Jordan, no, you don't talk about Jordan's because he's been out for years. But far as the current market, he's right now one and or two, depending well, we're on the see graph. That in the next segment. Yeah, you get to see it from the shoes we're going to show in the next segment are really now not the NBA player shoes, the shoes we like now and the best for this year and unreleased shoes because currently, right at this time, there are shoes being released yesterday, yesterday, today, and moving forward. So let me just go on and jump over here to. Uh, the next subject here because I know I don't get to talk about this team a lot and I know people go like you're in LA you never talk about them but I want to sit back and let you know what's uh trending and right now what's trending out of LA Lakers because uh you gotta excuse me left that that s on Los Angeles moving real fast uh streak threatens 500 season the reason why I put that up there like that everything to do with how they play will probably take I guess the energy for those who are saying you need to get one or two franchise players. If they reach 500 ball, it changes the landscape of who can play with them when they don't have one marquee player. Now, here's the question. Will they play 500 ball? And just to answer what you said earlier today in the opening, Mario, I said, I predict that they will win somewhere between 35. I didn't go over 40 games. Right now, they're about 27, 28. You think they're going to play 500 ball? 500, I mean, 40, 42, 41, 41. Uh, I'm already happy with what I've seen. There's a change in the culture that's distinct and obvious. Okay, that's the most important thing because you have to have that change in culture to move forward with winning. Right. So even though I don't agree with every, every player change they've done, they certainly at least have a different tone. And then they are an improved team and a team to be reckoned with. So I will go on and say yes, Vic. Let's put it like this. They are on a steady a path of steady improvement. Yeah. Steady improvement. Uh, the culture has changed and therefore you have the ability to build. And that's part of what I'm confident about. Because for the fans it offers hope 
for yeah. the future. You see them growing and building, right? Upsetting some of the better teams at a given moment, right? And therefore, that's important. I loved what happened with San Antonio, you know, uh, recently. Yeah, recently, and so taking a dip. It's just I'm just looking at all the teams. It's still nice to see as a Los Angeles fan. Right. To be able to support the Lakers. So we're getting it. Okay. Hey, Serena, David Beasley, I see you guys. Much love. Hey, check it out. I tell you what, th- this, my question is, is, is when you're trending and playing together as a unit, they got a lot of energy, too. And far as I'm concerned, if they see you trending up and they say, what, why is that happening? It is Lonzo Ball as it relates to what he does across the floor. And they say in the analytics, they said people tend to just go right after the points only. But what he does with steals, defense, and then when he starts shooting that three and opening up the game, it's a direct correlation to their win streak. So, I'm not sure I'm as ready as you guys are to oh, attribute When they look – when they, play this. I agree it, that it's a good – I don't know if I would call him the fact. No, no, okay, no. What they're saying, what saying – no, no. They have a plus minus. I'll, I didn't want to bring it up because it then gives you the analytics of what how they convert the analytics to other po- players. It's like Chris Paul. You have Austin Rivers on the Clippers. He's the lead point guard. He's scoring his butt off, but it doesn't translate to wins. Chris Paul scoring the same amount of points, but he distributes the ball and at the at the right time. And then his defense and other factors come in. They said that's why he's his plus minus on winning games. They do this in baseball. They're I just saying, think the problem statistically is when you try to excite. It's one thing to look at the statistics. Once you go to cause and effect, yep. now you're in a mode where, to me, it's presumptive. Well, well I agree. Assuming that that's why they. No, no, I'm saying this. If you have a, no, no, they're doing the eye test. They're going like this: have a point guard that scores 35 points a game, and he shoots a whole bunch, but never distributes along everybody else. But his proficiency is good. But other players are not involved in the game, and they don't win. And they go, well, the eye test tells you. He's not leading and, and including everybody else in the game. That's the same way that they, if you take the same scenario and they do win, which would be Westbrook last year, right? then what do you say? That's he, and he lost. Say, but I mean, but you win enough to get to, right? Uh, whether, again, calling right. that a loss, I would right. say that was a winning season. Cleveland's going through the same thing with LeBron. He's going through the Kobe-esque moment. He's the only marquee player on his team. They're struggling and they're losing games. I said, you took off K-Love and Kyrie. That's two marquee players. You got these other players on the team. LeBron scoring the same amount of points, doing the same amount. Why are they losing? And there is a cause and effect, and I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, and the cause and effect also may have to do with the other teams and absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They're, they're saying, hey, look, there's no one measurement. Right, that's what There's no one. It's what I would, the part where I differ is when they start to make the interpretations that right. this equals that. Oh, no. And I go... You really can't say that. No, no, no. It's it not 100%. Cleveland's numbers may be a reflection of the Boston Celtics, for all we know. Well, okay. it, it, yeah, okay. it's looking at, it's, it's the same part where they said, and it was interesting how they used the, the analytics versus the play on the floor and said, look, for whatever reason, you won't be able to spell out. you got people who go like, give me the eye test versus the analytics and the other factors. I agree. I think it's all mixed into the soup. But there's a direct correlation to leadership, and that's what they were getting at. It says the leaders seem to motivate and get others to perform. And that's the part that I'm finding out that the that's Lakers the need a leader. They need a leader. And, and that's the seen, part we all can agree on. Yeah, the, definitely. The, the question with whether or not numbers. It's like medicine right? where you have statistics all the time, but they don't actually tell you. Absolutely. So physicians, we get used to 
getting the statistics, and then we always are pausing when they say, well, that means this. Yeah, no. And as no. in sports, they love no. to do that, and no. I go, no, it doesn't mean that. That's what you're saying. Right, you're extrapolating. Yeah. Okay. But, but certainly we can we say winning is better, right? Hey, look, <laughs> and now we get to go to the other side because I call and one plus one, Houston. Chris Paul's on the team. It's amazing that this may or may not be his leadership. It may be the coach. It may be all the factors we're talking about. But they're on that 15-game winning streak. And the question becomes, as they're streaking for number one, everybody's already talking about, they, they need the number one seed to have the home field advantage if they go up against Golden State. The question is, I'm not waiting for them to get to the number one or two. Do you believe? That if this team, when they meet, if they meet, if they don't stumble and not get motivated for the other teams and meet in the finals, that if you had to predict the series based on what your eye test has seen right now, what will be? Four games to one Golden State? 3-3 three, three, going to the final game? Clean sweep? Houston shocking? From what your eye test if you've seen from Houston, what, you, what do you see right now? It's almost a toss-up to me. Yeah. But I think based on the momentum, yeah. it, you certainly have to wonder about Houston. I oh, mean, that's, that actually makes for a better series for me. Yeah. Because to say they have a chance, I mean, they have a very good chance. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. I'm not sure who's favorite is, you know, more or less, but let's just say it's a very, so it depends on who's healthy. Right. Um. And we get to see how they perform in those, you know, hard and has some things to prove after that embarrassing moments of quitting yeah. on everything before. Yeah. Uh, D'Antoni gets to throw it in L.A.'s face because the whole time he coached here, everybody insisted he was such a horrible coach. Right. But he goes to Houston and now looks like he's the, the most gifted, brilliant and right. all that, and this is what's so amazing about what I like to laugh at people for right. is how they love to have their logic about how he was a horrible coach, couldn't do defense, never does this. Yet he's in Houston coaching the same way he does, coaching defense the same way he's coached it. And my, isn't, wow, they it, seem to be doing a it, whole lot better. Isn't the Golden State <laughs> Warriors, the old Phoenix Suns, with Dan Tony offensively just going down the court, but with defense in Golden State, where he says, shoot, I want people to shoot and score, whereas Golden State has taken that on as well. They play defense, but the same philosophy is, hey, look, everybody wants the opportunity. They don't tell you not to shoot. They tell you to shoot, well, and that's what they encourage. And, you know, this is where if you're, if the question is Dan Tony's philosophy. Obviously, like I said, there's a little more to it than, I guess, some of the detractors because – in Houston, they certainly seem to play defense. Yes. So everybody said he doesn't coach defense. And with the Lakers, oh, he doesn't coach defense. But right. he goes to Houston, and suddenly, guess what? Right. They're playing defense. Defense, absolutely. So, so I go, that's, that was my point before. Right. I said it had it has to do with the philosophy right. and the attitude of the players, having the right kind of heart, right. the right kind of challenge. Where if you need a coach to constantly tell you to play harder, right. it's going to be a problem. Even Harden is playing some defense. Right. He's getting some steals. Yeah. I think the hardest thing to do is to literally 
coach players who are going, I'm not your, I'm not your employee. (laughs) We're in a business relationship one-to-one. And so I have a contract with you guys and I don't get 90 days. I don't get this. I don't get probation. And you guys get to trade me when I'm doing better. Means you get to leverage me. So I'm literally, I can see the whole play. You see what Cleveland went through when they said, notice that they gave up. I don't know how they gave, they gave up. That's very hard because we're not, I'm not a professional. Right. And that's one of the hardest things for me yeah. is the, the lack of loyalty or the loyalty, the training. Because you come from a place where it, it's... It breaks my heart when people shift <laughs> but they and go, even though sometimes it works. Like, I'm, I'm still, I have trouble with Clarkson being on Cleveland. Why, I mean, man? I, 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 get, come up, man. And I like, he I'm, can come back. I'm good for him, but, you know, I liked, I really, he was one of the players I really liked a lot. Right. You know, and we've talked about it, but, you know, you lose a Blake Blake Griffin on Detroit, which we're about to get to. You know, we, here oh, we are. I, see. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, see, now we're gonna see what we're gonna. What I'm learning is is that I don't know about what they do behind the scenes in basketball. Right, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. We don't understand. Mm-hmm. And, and a diff- it's different in different organizations, right? Right. Front office versus coach. Absolutely. Strong coach, strong front office. Mm-hmm. What happens when you battle? Mm-hmm. Think of other people. Think of football. Bill Parcells. Right. You know, there's yeah. some noticeable basketball ones right now. Right. Head to head. You know, uh, Phil Jackson. Right. You could be a you could be what in the room do? you could be in the room with a player like Kawhi Leonard and you could be on I'm on the team with the Spurs I'm in my first year and they, he could sit next to him and go like this you know this organization is going to covet you as if you're their second son you know what they're going to do with me <laughs> you see so when they sit there and go like this he says oh so it's kumbaya but soon as they got to trade up and get a better player with Kawhi I'm going to walk the plank. That's what they see, and that's that culture of, you know, you're only talking about that top three or four guys on the team. The rest of us are role players, and we're supposed to get up and hustle, knowing that you'll trade us off in a minute, like Clarkson, who was, I said, he traded up to Cleveland. He said, lucky. It's good for him, and you can tell. I I try to watch some of the stuff because I'm kind of happy about all the trades. I'm happy, in other words. I'm kind of I'm happy yeah. I'm with Isaiah on the Lakers. Yeah, that's working out. For, I like him, and I think it's working out for both. Right, his fit is better for right. on the Lakers. I think there's a fit thing that works reasonable. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm glad to see Cleveland better. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Even though they're not better enough. No, no, they they, they they've hit they better enough. They they said it. I mean, all the, the professionals had it right on point. They said first two or three games, you guys. They haven't been able to set a defense against them. These are new players. He says after about two or three games, they're going to they got their evaluations and assessments, and they'll know how to play them. Got them, and all of a sudden now they says, "Oh no, we know now how you play." Well, I want to go over to leadership. That's that old picture, DeAndre, Chris, Blake. Here's what I'm doing, just to show the difference that sometimes analytics is exactly what you and I talk about it. It does not necessarily translate. Right, you have to so be careful. Watch that. this. Now watch this. I want to get what I call the four prime players from the Clippers. And when I say prime, Jamal Crawford, JJ Reddick, Chris Paul, and Blake Griffin. And then I'm going to use this is what they did with the Clippers. This is what they're doing with their team. Which team is winning and winning more, or is it the same place? If you go from the bottom, Jamal Crawford's at Minnesota Timberwolves. At the Minnesota Timberwolves, he, he's scoring about 
two game points a game less than he did with the Clippers. But they're 38 and 28. If you go to J.J. Redick at Philadelphia, they're 34 and 27. He averaged about, you know, about six, he averaging 16.7 points a game. About a, he's averaging a plus 1.7 points more than the Clippers. Chris Paul, almost exact. He was at 18.1 with the Clippers, 18.8 which with is Houston. Lot, which is a lot, though, <laughs> it, on going it, to a Houston, Houston team. team. Right. I'm just, but, 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 that's you know, a lot. That's, that's what I'm saying. Deal. Now watch this. And that's how we're interpreting it. Right. I'm only saying, I'm only giving you the numbers. You guys yeah, can take the rest. That's how we interpret it. Blake Griffin was at, they're at 29 and 34. They've hit a losing pothole. He was, he's scoring 18.8 points a game now he was doing 21 with the Clippers and more rebounds so he's less now the rebounds are going to understand because they have Drummond and see he's going to crash the boards translating winning when somebody says which of these players are injecting a win ratio you easily could pick Chris Paul in Houston because they got James Harden but what he because I mean, they're winning, you mean? Yes, they're winning. That doesn't mean right. What they're getting though is the other parts that they didn't. The trade-off. Patrick Beverly was on the team. He was a defensive monster, but he had no assists, and he could not really shoot proficiently. And he wasn't a floor general. The things that Chris Paul is getting, which now makes them compete more. It doesn't mean that this only Chris. I think it's right to your point, Mario. All the other factors are included as well. And he's like, it's like Tom Brady to me. We can explain it all day long. If you put him on a different team, will he bring a philosophy that may or may not stimulate that team to perform better in many different areas we don't know? You know, I think the the real take-home message is the fact that these numbers actually represent the fact that they changed teams and did almost the same. Same, right. A three-point difference is... Is statistically insignificant. By that I mean, I bet you that, remember I always tell you that these numbers are accurate usually with a range. Right. They'll go like, we know we don't know that this is the exact number. It's this number plus or minus three. Plus or minus 10%. Right. Plus or minus, there's some plus or minus. Right. And I can tell you, when, when, when like for Blake Griffin, minus 2.3 is statistically insignificant. It could be the exact same. Or That's what I was more. saying. Yeah. So the the real point is that the well, I would take it differently. I I would actually take it as saying the quality players seem to be able to perform with some consistency after changing teams. That's what it really looks like. Right. Because it looks like they've maintained their numbers. Yeah. When they dropped off. They dropped off by minus two point eight. <laughs> what I'm saying. Or when they went up, <laughs> right? They went up by plus one point. You know what? The range, remember, plus yes. or minus two, may right. be the same number. Yeah, and and, and that's what I, I agree Maybe with you. The same number. Good morning, Venus. I see you as well. Hey, hope you're enjoying it. Hey, look, um, I'm I'm saying this for a reason. The analytics don't stuck in one or two or three categories. They're literally turnovers. Files because files can get you off the floor. Assist also, so it's all these other areas. They say, "Hey, look, if we can't get you on the floor and you can't, you have five fouls and it's barely the third quarter, you're not going to be as aggressive. They're going to take advantage of that and try to foul you out. So all these things come into play. I'm just saying we'll see how the rest unfolds because right now the one that I think everybody's looking to say 
I thought this team would do better. It's Blake Griffin. I, I really go, oh, my God, man. I, I'm going, man, they're playing under 500 ball. All of a sudden, does that translate that he's not a leader or he's just a scorer? I can't say. I'm, I'm just wishing for him, man. Out of all the groups, they're struggling. <laughs> Out of all the players that were traded. So, hey, it's no big deal. Going to go over to an inspirational story here. Uh, University of Central Florida linebacker Shaquem Griffin. I call it shock and awe. And when I say that, you guys already know the story, but I want to give you the, re- the journey for why this man at the uh, NFL Combine did two things that were extraordinary. One, he bench pressed 225 pounds over 20 times. Um, remarkable. What's even better? He broke the 40-yard dash record that's lasted for a decade running as a linebacker 4.38. As you notice here, he, really, he, he doesn't have his left hand. And here's the reason why. Shaquem Griffin was born to Tangi and Terry Griffin on July 20th, 1995, less than two minutes after his brother Shaquille. And Shaquem was born with an amniotic band syndrome affecting his left hand, causing his fingers on his left hand not to fully develop. At age four, his mother found him in the kitchen attempting to use a butcher's knife to self-amputate his fingers due to the pain. Immediately, his parents scheduled an amputation the next day. And he's now coming off a team that was undefeated in college FBS football. They're the only ones ranked finally at number six, saying, why didn't we play for the national championship? We're that good. And he's the linebacker. I watched him play. And I was going, this dude is good. And so we got J.J. Watt. All these players are being inspired going like they're rooting for this guy, not because he's just in the combine. He is over delivering. So this is a celebration that I'm looking at for a guy's going, I have no disabilities. I don't know if you had seen this story or not, Mario. No. But it is unbelievable that this man is going there motivated to say, I am going to make a team. I do believe he will. I do believe he will. But you know how teams are. They also want to go after your weakness if they can. You know how it is when people are hustling for their money. The NFL combine does not necessarily translate. It just says you are performing good under these certain conditions. So my wish, this is a story of inspiration and that he's it's not a feel sorry for story. This man went in and wreaked havoc. So, hey, I want to say congratulations to him, man. All right. You know what? I, I, you know, I'm a track and field man, man. I love watching this. And I love to watch when all of a sudden there's a changing of the guard. Now, recently, the World Indoor Track and Field Championships ended uh, over the weekend. And you remember the days of the Jamaicans dominating sprints. And as Hussein Bolt went down, notice all the other Jamaicans. He's going to play soccer. <laughs> right. We're going to try to, right? He's going to he, make sure you're in condition because you, you change the sport. Oh, man. Man, you, and at that height, get ready. I got to see it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what I was impressed with is not a surprise story. Christian Coleman, who you see there uh, from USA, he is the fastest runner in the world right now. He is the one. He is the one that says. Did we see him in the Olympics? Yes, then? we did. Okay, because I, I, I lose, you know, not that good a memory. Of the, right. But I thought his name was familiar from the Olympics. Yes. He, um, I can't remember. I think he came in second. Again. And then he also was, was he in the relay too? Yeah, he's in the relay. I thought he was, yeah, yeah, was in the relay mm-hmm. and he ran the, uh, okay. Right. It, 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 it was the going away or 
retiring party of Usain Bolt. We're not, we weren't seeing him in the days that we've got used to. So this guy is taking the reins. Now, I didn't see any Jamaican sprinters at the World Indoor Track and Field Championships. That doesn't mean that they don't have players. It just means they're not the top of the heap. What I was blown away with is Su Bing Tang from China. This guy was on Christian's ass. He came in second and won a silver medal. He's just two Christians left. Who came in fourth? Z. So they got two out of four in the 60 meters final. China is coming. They're coming. These guys have been working on this for a while. And so what I'm saying is the USA domination may be just a pothole moment. But China's coming because without Christian Coleman, Sue is the one that's winning the 60 meters. I want to give congratulations and shout outs to him because he's a bad he's a bad boy. Well, it doesn't end there. Take it on down. Now, Mar, you know, when we do the four time 400 meter relay, USA dominates, right? You know what they call snatch and grab? When Poland snatches your ass on the last leg coming in the last home stretch and overtakes you. And then... Four time four hundred. Really? Yes. Poland, Poland snatched Wait, and grabbed. Poland, four by <laughs> yes, and broke broke the world record indoor. Poland. Yes. Okay, I'm just letting you know there's a new players on the call on the cameras, man. Poland. Four by four hundred. Snatched at the last fifty meters. Took him down. Wow. I'm sorry, man. I was going. Wow. So. I'm just letting you guys know that USA wow. domination is indoors. It may not mean the same because people perform the the top records are outdoors. But this was shocking to see this happen. I want to congratulate the Poland, Poland sprinters. They didn't know they broke the record. They were shocked that they actually won. And the guy from USA, I'm not going to even say his name, but I'm going to give you a break, man, was on, on his knees, totally disappointed. I know what it's like to be snatched. <laughs> okay, I've gone through that before. So I'm just letting you know, wake up calling track and field. It's the world now. It's just one of those things. But there's an exception. The USA women still are banging it out. Oh, man, you got some bad ladies. Bad ladies, man. And when I say bad, good, bad ladies. Men, you know, maybe you guys need some Viagra. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know, I'm done, man, with my sports wow. on that one. Change! <laughs> right. There's some change! Change in the wind. It's over, man. Big Al of the Sports, bringing you the shocking new developments in the world of sports. Fan base view. Written and directed by Victor Allen, a recurring segment of the morning coffee with Mario Show. Tune in every week and enjoy the unique stories as we bring you the world of sports. What's happening? Join us. Never to dress appropriately, sports bras and drag straps. Bring your own look to the dream. That's funny, man. That's funny. That's, that's a trip. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That's a, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. We're coming right back with Hot Picks, y'all. Get ready. Boom, deck, boom, deck, doom.
Hey, I always got to get people who got my back. What's up, Bridget? I see you. I know. I can't believe you have time to even watch over there at Coffee Talk. You know what I'm saying? I got you. All right, you know what? I'm just letting you know. Put a little whip in that dip. Do your thing, okay? <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I am. Cool. I'm having fun, man. I'm having fun. I love it. Okay, you know what? I got to do that thing. You know what that thing is? Uh, it's the shoes. It's the shoes. And after what Mario was going through, which was making me laugh last week, I was trying to do the shoes and say, let's roll up to the next shoes. Mario's looking for the price. <laughs> He's looking for the price. So what I decided to do is change it now. Now we know the NBA players have their own shoes. They have so many different versions. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. So I said, let me go on and switch it back to 2018, new March. When I say new, that means new March and unreleased NBA best shoes. And then, of course, Mario and I, you guys, if you want to, can pick your favorite. And then I have the price as well. So that way... You know, you know, the price is always out of my field. I'm not a baller baller. Mario is. You know, he got his shirt from the King of Siam. You know, he's all balling, man, all day. <laughs> all right. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to start you off with the guy that we started off the show with on sports. Let's switch over to Kobe. Classic Adidas. Crazy 1ADV released last month. Do you like it in white or do you want it in another color? That knit top, a little bit different, man. Love it, smooth. You know, do you stay away from whites, Mario? Do you try to stay no, away from? No, the whole thing. No, I don't stay away from it. I just recognize you got to get them clean. <laughs> That's a That's the easy one. So, price, hundred and forty. Oh yeah. That's not that bad. No, that's not that bad. Okay. Hey, see, this is gonna be quick and easy. Let me get learn something. You would sell more, right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Hey, look, you're gonna be shocked at who's the least expensive versus the most expensive. All right, let's take you down to the next one. Nike, of course. Nike dominates all of this, man. Nike KD Kevin Durant tens foam posit royal release date last month in February. Love that blue, man. That blue, you know. Can you roll with that blue, Mario? Is that a little bit That's too nice. blue? Okay, it's okay. Hasn't got you, hasn't sold you yet, though. I like a higher, high top. It's the trend is the lower, the mids now. Yeah. The trends are the mids. I like the higher ones because I, I need the ankle support. Yeah, I got you. One hundred and twenty-five coming down a little bit. You yeah. Know. Hey, will any of these shoes get under a hundred? Doubt it. All right, let's no. go. Let's move on. I'm gonna keep it quick. That man we was talking about at Houston, James Harden, Adidas chimes in with one I like, man. The Harden Volume 2 colorway. Release date this month. Actually, yesterday. I like those. Now, those are, that, that's on your, your list right yeah, now. Yeah, those look nice. Okay. They popping in at 140. Notice everybody's in the same ballpark right now. Because they compete with each other. <laughs> right. And, and, and will Adidas, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say I like that Adidas is staying in the game. Wondering what Under Armour is going to do. You know, will they be a player in the game? But right now, it's Nike's world. All right, it's going to roll up to the next. Going to keep it quick. It's Nike again. I, I like these, man. I like these. Nike Kyrie 3 Ray Guns. Man, there's something about that shoe I like. I like the, the colors. It's different. has a little bit of that old style. Pumpkin. 
Halloween pumpkin. <laughs> it's pumpkin. What do you mean pumpkin, man? What, mean? what about these initials down here? Oh, uh, you know what? What is it? Is that on there? Is that I couldn't. Customer? You know what, Mario? I, I went, think that's somebody his own. Yes, he's doing it. And and yeah. and let me say this: I think more of this is happening. So that's why people like it. They have a shoe by Kyrie last year called School Bus. Look like a school bus color, but if you saw the shoe, it's how it's cut and how it's made. Everybody's having their own brand and imprint on it, so I like it too. This one drops for 120. Would you wear these if you got them for a gift? Yeah, I got them for a gift. I don't know if it'd be my first choice to purchase. Got you. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. All right, let's roll up. This is the one I think Mario's gonna like. You know, when you say Russell Westbrook Jordan, why not 0.1? I mean, the name is long. Those are nice. That, see, that, that's Mario right there. <laughs> that's him. But I don't know if I can have all that text on my shoes. Uh, but see, like we, the why not on the toe. But that's the name of the brand. Yeah. It's I, called why not. Yeah, I'll pass. Hey, Yo, Pat. Dude. I don't need the name of the brand on the tip of my shoe. Okay. They, they dropping for 120. Yeah. 120. Okay, all right. I can take the why nots, man. I definitely can take it. But I, I love the color. I, mean, I still haven't got adjusted. Like, I don't like writing across your butt. <laughs> you wait, 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 wait. You, what, how all did, that. How I did you slogans on your ass, on your How nose. did you go from shoes to ass? It's a slogan. I tell you what. Watch this. Mario don't want to tell you that. Back in the day when jeans were really popular in another area, there used to be women that come by and have print all over on their butt. Never had a complaint. Never had a complaint. We, we, we so old. <laughs> uh, we can remember when designer became fashionable. At first, no one, there was no designer anything. Right. There was nothing designer. Right. There was no Wait. such thing as a label. Watch this. Yeah. And one day there became label what? stuff and we all were like. Watch this. The first time you saw a lady or a group of ladies with the torn jeans in different places, how did you feel? Now, I want you to go back now. And they were fine. Body, torn jeans in the knee or the leg or well, the side. How did you feel? We like torn jeans anyway in the day. Mm-hmm. But, but the first way that they were torn was not that way. They were torn in other ways in the beginning. They right. They were torn in that. That's right. Day. But, yeah, it was, it was a fashion statement. Not just t- tears, but, you know. Right. Rough them up, dyed them, drank, you know, bleached them over. Right. The market always evolves. Yeah. Uh, all right. Going to go on over to the next. Didn't mean to take you guys off course right now, but I'm reminiscing why I see these shoes. All right. Back to Nike. They back in the game again. Nike LeBron XV. That could mean 15. I'm not sure. But that's what it means. 15 new heights. Release date was December. 2017. I like those. I like the higher top. Right. But I don't would pay 185. Uh, I like the color. What price would you pay? 85. <laughs> no, no, I'll pay. I'll pay 100 or something. I would pay. You know, I may pay one. You know, I guess I could pay. If, you know, it just gets me when they're over above 150. Which most of them tend to be over yeah. over 120, under 140, under 150. Yeah. Feel sort of happy because of what they used to. They got us used to the high prices, right? But I still balk at the one eighty. <laughs> That's what he's saying. But look, I like this shoe. I like that that sharp mustard color, the band, and how it's. I love the design of this. I got to give it to LeBron. He's gonna, have, you know, it, it's just the way it is. He's the king. He, he's just the king. All right, let's go on to the next. Here we go. Taking you out of the box, Adidas decides to go in a direction where it's. Pharrell X, 
Adidas NMD Hue Trail. Holy Holly, not sure. Busting for two hundred and fifty. No way. <laughs> no way. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Do you like the cut though? You like it? You like? No, no, not really. Or the color? No. Don't, don't like, like any of it. I don't like it for one eighty. I don't like it for one twenty. Do you think they really over? I don't like it for one hundred. Did, did they overprice this because it's oh, Pharrell? Pharrell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know why they overpriced it. I assume it's for Pharrell. Right. They definitely overpriced it. Yeah. I got you. Maybe they overpriced it because they like the Who Trail Holy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's overpriced. It's overpriced, right? And, and it's interesting that it's Pharrell. Not, not a bad problem on that one. I give it whatever you like. All right, going to go on to the next. We're keeping this moving because we got to make a decision who our number one is. Taking you to a Nike again. You know, there's always some air in that max, and it's called 270s. Uh, release date was last month. This, this is nice. This is nice. It's mid, mid, mid to low. These are the Lakers or something. <laughs> okay, they drop it for 150. What do you think? Remember I when? like it. I don't know if I would, you know, I don't, I'm not moved a lot. I like it. Right. Okay. I think the plastic heel. Mm-hmm. Not quite you. Yeah, the heel I'm not crazy about, but I'm not anti. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm mixed. Okay. All right. And, and look, I... Yeah, I'm not sure, Vic. I'm yeah. just mixed. It's different. Well, you know what I like? I, I overall like it. Right. I don't know. Yeah, compared to the other one. It's this big run right now on the mid to lows. Kobe's mids are like number one selling right now. That's where he came in. And so when I start looking at all these new releases and what's happening, it's this move that, that's trending. Now, I'll go back to the high tops and the whole thing. A whole bunch of those. I'm going to bring those back again. There's this whole new generation that's going of being released in April and later this year in October. Way beyond. No problem. Let's just go and see who we think will be the number one sale out of this group. Just from what we've seen. Let's take it to the top, man. Take it all the way back to the top. Uh, let's see what we can do here. Because you have your favorite and what we call the best seller. And I start you off with the man who's already leading in the mid division. You got Kobe's, which is a classic cut, of course. Kobe classic Adidas Crazy One ADV. Let's go to the next. Just giving you a refresh, of course. Nike KD, that's Kevin Durant, 10 Foam Posit Royale. Followed up by. Adidas Harden Volume 2 Colorway. We're taking it over to Nike Kyrie 3 Ray Guns. I, I kind of like that one right off the top. Next, Russell Westbrook's Jordan Why Not 0.1. We take that now to Nike LeBron 15 New Heights. All right, popping that 185 price tag. And the one that's right now got everybody questioning is the next one Pharrell's. Adidas, Pharrell X, Adidas, NMD, Who, Trail, Holly, or Holy, 250. I'm not sure if it's going to be our number one. And then we close it off with Nike Air Max 270, released last month, a buck 50. What's your favorite, Mario? I think my favorite, got to go all the way back up to the top for me. Mm-hmm. All the way past the... All the way past these to the Kobe's. Man, you like that Kobe, huh? I like the Kobe, my favorite. My runner-up. Okay. Is the hardest. Yeah, hardest time. 
Okay, I, my number one is the Harden, right off the top. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going with. I have to do this. I can't help it. I gotta go with Nike Kyrie three ray guns. That's my number two. I like that man because you can mix it up with so many different colors. So hey, at least I'm keeping it in the price range. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. So hey, that's it, man. My hot picks for that segment is the shoes. Until next time. You know how we do it, man. I'm wow. keeping it real. Keeping it locked. Well, those are nice. I'm going to have to run out and take a look. Oh, yeah. It goes Kobe. Yeah, just keeping it that way, man. So, hey, got through this show. Now, Mario's going to eventually make a promise to you guys. He's going to see Black Panther back-to-back. I'll be I'll see it. <laughs> the question is, who'll see it first? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm already. So you can blame him. I've already apologized to everybody. I said hey. I feel bad, man. I, hey, my only thing is because we were so busy. Right. Every time, and I don't want, and then, and then getting struck down with all this other stuff, it's too much to juggle. It is. It may be today. Yeah. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Know that tomorrow night, the quiet storm at 8 o'clock, and this Friday, we're going to have the full Friday. We don't know yet totally what's going to be the, the early show. Okay. Being there for you. Hey, I'm gonna sit back and say, Bridget. Okay, for the interview for your book, I can't wait to see it happen. Let's talk. In the meantime, just keep it live. Congratulations on your book. Love that. Love that. And my wizard man. First off, I'm not your regular dude. I must move like a young MC. Yeah, sort of. That would be me. Got me thinking about putting down the mic one day. Then I get some more love. Thanks for the love you gotta play. Hey, what can I say? I'm a Leo to the finish, man. I love God, so my faith won't diminish, man. Once I step up to the mic, I speak truth. Hip hop wasn't designed to expose the black you, but somewhere along the lines, we dropped the ball game. Yeah. I mean, that man in the mirror, yeah, that ball dude. But now I'm back to right the wrongs of my past world. So long as you this off my list, like my name's Earl. Articulate my thoughts clearly, like Professor Laz. Do you remember Rap City with Dijon and Laz? I'm looking at the front door, bless the main source. You fool, yeah, wait till I hit you with the main course. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it, I be on solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my name in I was spitting when you was a kid You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it, I be on solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my name in Space boy funk, I'm on point. You bless this microphone every time I annoy the pen and pad. I face the bad head on escape inside the music. See my diaries, a song and song. Till I write my next verse, then I go again into the studio. I feel like I gotta flow again. This ain't just music to me, it's like my recipe. To be honest, it's more creative tranquility. This ain't just music to me, it's like my recipe. To be honest, it's more creative tranquility. I'm 
was spitting when you was a kid You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be on the solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA I was spitting when you was a kid You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be on the solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA They say they get me, I don't think they ever got me My name's Kowalski, but they call me Kawasaki I'm a lot of funds, but in real life I'm more like Chachi or Cola Nobody's got my DNA. So there you go. 